In this show, we talk about the power of analogies for solving problems and how solving a problem in its most stressed state could resolve for all other normal states that the problem presents in. Some form of handover probably forms part of everyone's lives. This can often be problematic in a career setting. Some easily relate to issues and problems in shift changeover or a work item transitioning between different teams inside or outside of a group of people. This is especially true in situations that involve urgency, complexity and lots of moving parts to consider. What if that transition wasn't a product or a service? What if we had a situation where an infant or a child's life was at stake? What if we were transitioning the care of that youngster's actual beating heart? This is now almost routine work practice at paediatric hospitals throughout the world, where a team and surgeons perform cardiovascular operations with incredible skill and science. Then they must transfer the care of that child from the operating theatre to the intensive care unit. We often try to establish how economically evolved a country is by its child mortality rates. In Western countries, this transition of cardio care was amongst the highest cause of deaths in children at the start of the millennium. That was before a new and novel approach was taken. This involved looking at the transition of care with a fresh set of eyes. This episode looks in detail at this discovery and tries to figure out what we can all learn from that fresh approach when tackling problems. Welcome to Let's Crack It. I'm your host, Owen O'Hanlon. The show explores interesting aspects of problem solving. We take an unusual look at some parts of problem solving that invite us to think. We attempt to spin up those mental cogs that help frame problems and solve issues. We look at new insights, approaches or skills that we might consider learning and adopting. Problem solving is listed as one of the top five skills for every job or career on the planet. Yet there is a lack of discussion on the topic in most people's everyday lives. Often the topic is pushed to the reference shelf or the academic consultancy realm, which can make the topic seem stale or unappealing. The hope for Let's Crack It is to tell some of the stories related to problem solving, stories that invite you, the listener, to consider the topic worthy of your time. By investing your time, problem solving may come more alive in your personal and professional purpose and become part of your everyday vernacular. This is widespread. No part of your life doesn't have difficulties worth resolving. This show hopes to demonstrate that. I once had the pleasure of working in a customer support team that operated globally 24 by 7 by 365 for extremely technical and complex customer issues. It was the worst of times, and yet almost because of the craziness, it was the best of times. You learn lots about yourself and others in times of perpetual crisis. 
We had a charismatic leader who traveled the world to announce a follow the sun model. Three centers operating eight hours apart would keep continual coverage for resolving cases. The promise was that we could have our work-life balance restored. This was mana and he also passed out gifts. Unique corporate swag. A large drinking mug for everyone on the team hand delivered. These were huge black cups that would sate even the thirstiest appetite for caffeine. That should have been a subtle signal that all was not quite right with the follow the sun message. An even more blunt indication was the message emblazoned proudly on the mugs. We never sleep. For although he was there to assure us light was at the end of the tunnel, the more accurate communication was do not rest until a customer escalation is resolved. This same leader had one dreaded tactic whenever he was alerted to poor support services. He would simply ask for a timeline of all events leading up to the point where he was alerted to poor standards. If the timeline agreed that you, and not the team by the way, provided a world-class experience to mitigate or resolve the customer issue, you enjoyed his full support. However, if the timeline showed gaps, poor experience, or batting about responsibility, you were on the bold step. You were more likely to attract some unwanted soft skills training. It was this fear of being accused of batting about cases that made our team dislike handover. Years later, this is probably no longer problematic in that organization. No doubt handover is a slick and well-oiled machine and nothing falls through cracks in transitioning support cases like it did back then. We will return to this later after we discover more about this new approach to transitioning youngsters with extreme cardio care needs to assess if there was something to be learned from a fresh approach that we can imbibe into our everyday lives. In the grand scheme of human endeavors, surgery involving the heart is quite new. What can surprise is that back when this type of surgery was first pioneered, there was less re risk of death immediately post-surgery. No doubt the clinical decisions and choices related to the patient and condition played a large part several dec decades ago as factors in reducing post-operative deaths. Indeed, the need to prove success in this groundbreaking space might have influenced carefully selected choices, aka cherry-picking. However, another element for success of post-operative care was because there was much less handover or transition of the patient's needs. Often the same doctors and team members travelled with the patient and stayed in primary contact post-operation until most risks dissipated. The surgeries themselves might only be available in small hospitals with tribal teams. Tribal meaning well-versed with each other and the roles and tasks and personalities. This is similar to the idea that it was the best of times because of the newness and craziness. The team were much more likely to be connected with the patient's needs post-surgery. Why then did transitioning patient's needs become problematic. 
the evolution of the healthcare system underpinning services and hospital infrastructure has resulted in separate teams in the OR discipline and the ICUs at larger hospitals as distinct entities. This has resulted in a period of time after the first phase of pioneering when post-operative deaths were more common than anybody would want, especially hospital senior leaders. There are also vastly different decisions about risk, patient choice and the economies of scale around healthcare now, with hospitals under increasing scrutiny to demonstrate value and better outcomes, thus making healthcare and the services provided to patients very typical of settings for complex problem solving. Taking all of this into account, imagine the forces at play when transitioning an infant who has undergone surgery for a congenital heart defect from the OR to the ICU. Imagine now also explaining to the child's family that potentially more risk is at play now than was present in the OR, even if the operation itself was a great success. No doubt this is an incredibly worrying time for parents and families. This is the issue a team dedicated to paediatric cardio care faced at the start of the millennium. The team led by Mark de Laval at Great Ormond Street Hospital for Children in the UK were trying to reduce what was referred to as errors during handover to ICU. The problem solving technique they used was to apply an analogy. In other words, try to find a similar set of conditions where this problem existed in a completely separate domain and see how the problems were solved there. Difficult as it may seem, especially when an infant's life is at risk, the other technique employed is to try find when components of the similar issue were resolved in outlier conditions. In other words, when similar issues presented at their most stressed or extreme condition. The idea being maximum learning is achieved at peak stress, resulting in learning that can then be applied across the standard non-stressed or normal conditions that exist at other times. So find a potential solution in another domain and try to ensure that that domain has been radically stress tested. The team in London found two other domain areas with promise. These were Formula One racing and the aviation industry. The aviation industry was selected because of its heavily regulated safety standards. The most direct correlations were derived from the Formula One pit stop crews because it satisfied most analogies and an even more urgent condition than patient transfer. Different members of hospital teams responsible for cardio care visited pit stop crews at their work. They observed their practice, collaborated with the teams and further crafted the analogy. Eventually they were able to map functions at a hospital bed in transition to similar positions in a pit stop transition for a particularly clever topography. Imagine in your mind an overhead camera view of a pit stop team. Now imagine the same overhead view of the hospital team moving an infant along hospital corridors. That's pretty much how they imagined it or reimagined it visually or topographically. Other team members from the medical team visited with aviation crews and carried out similar analysis to derive analogies. 
they found very interesting observations of their work practices compared with safety routines and drills for airplane crews. Of great use to the medical team was the attention to sequence of events and the laser focus of individual personnel on their specific roles and points of interaction when maximum risk was in situ. Hospital administrators would be keenly aware of the risk of reputational damage. This risk was even greater with Formula One, with races played out live on screens across the world, and plane disasters occupy blockbuster news headlines. What struck the hospital staff was how pit stop crews had undergone radical evolution over several decades to being one of the most tactical elements deployed by race teams. It was this attention to detail by pit stop crews and the continuous search for any competitive sub-second advantage that led to insights that ultimately has resulted in saving vulnerable children's lives. Since the first observations, Formula 1 pit stop crews no longer have to pump fuel and have the pit stop down to an incredible 2-3 to three seconds on average. Sadly, occurrences of death arising from handover can only ever be reduced, never fully eliminated. So every reduction in error and emission matter. Every second reduced in a speedier handover counts. Every detail, no matter how small, that is clearly communicated between teams helps better outcomes. What the Formula 1 pit stop crew and racing industry helped with is this analogy. We often might trivialise this and overlook some aspects of correlation. For this example, all the correlations must work or none of it works. Each iteration of medical team visit copper fastened and tightened the analogy ties. That doesn't mean the translation is straightforward. Often there is some more and more uncovering to be done looking under the hood, if you forgive the pun, to see on closer inspection the links. The medical team discovered 11 analogies that offered insight. These are leadership, task sequence, task allocation, predicting and planning, discipline and composure, checklists, involvement, briefing, situation awareness, training, and review meetings. The medical team systematically worked through the learnings of each category by comparison with the observations and correlations of the pit stop and aviation crews. In addition to the topographical analogy, the medical team developed a very structured four-phase sequence to the handover. During this handover, there was very clear guidelines of what was a one-to-one -one conversation between leaders or experts for the given task and what was assigned as a group conversation that everyone could contribute to. All aspects were informed by the 11 areas of insight by analogy. The measurements for transition of children were carefully monitored both prior to and after applying the learnings during analogy. Technical errors reduced by 63% on average. Information omissions were down 31% on average. And the duration of the handover lasted on average, 11% quicker. Prior to the study, 39% of patients had some form of issue in handover. After the study, this was down to 11%. With approximately 500 patients per annum 
undergoing heart surgery in Great Ormond Street. The real outcome is that there are young people alive today who would otherwise died if the study had not been conducted. These were the quantitative measures applied. Both sets of teams on all shifts also reported that the interactive exchange during transition was just nicer and way more pleasant to do business with each other. This aspect of people and behaviour will certainly crop up again and again across different industry domains. The learning and insights were not just confined to the UK. This same practice has been adopted by hospital teams around the world. The study is also published for everyone to read and draw their own analogies, which perhaps is the most powerful aspect in terms of problem solving. The learning and insights can be leveraged for every handover or transition of work. Taking my own personal experience with the follow the sun model, there was insights we could have learned. We badly needed a lollipop man, a leader present on all the handover calls. As the process was new, constant review and an iterative approach was also needed. Most of all, guidance and checklists and sequence of events would have resulted in cleaner transition of customer cases. For all the moving parts and undoubted complexities, the transfer of an infant's cardio care is relatively simple to state as a problem. It's really the how that proved difficult to solve. It was the how that an analogy helped greatly. In the realm of problem solving, the issue was easy to state and structure. Often that is not the case with problems and we will explore that in future episodes. Thank you so much for listening to Let's Crack It, a podcast about bringing problem solving into the everyday vernacular. We will continue to talk about stories that help inform us about resolving issues in our professional and personal lives. You can learn more about the show at letscrackitpodcast.com. That's all one word, letscrackitpodcast.com and leave a message there. We're always interested in hearing of unusual stories related to problem solving. You should be able to subscribe for more episodes at your normal place of devotion. Many thanks to all who have helped get this show up and running, especially my family. Until next time, let's keep on cracking it together.